0: Shalom, shalom. Welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end, using the original language as a guide. We are reading from the New King James Version Bible, and today, here, let me get it on my little phone app here, we are in the book of Joshua, and we are on chapter 17. I so apologize for not getting any episodes scheduled over the last nearly two weeks, Life has been a bit hectic and busy. Some of you listening um, may know why, because some of you were visited on the trip, the 4,100-mile trip. It was like 4,090-some miles, and then I still had to add in my distance from my house to town, which is another, um, let's see, about nine miles. So (laughs) anyway, just over 4,100 miles, needless to say. There was a lot to catch up on when I got home and extremely long and busy days. So I apologize, but know that um I was thinking of you and <laughs> praying for you and and let's get back to it today. So Joshua chapter 17 from the New King James Version Bible. There was also a lot for the tribe of Manasseh for he was the firstborn of Joseph. Namely, for Machir, the firstborn, the firstborn of Manasseh, the father of Gilead, because he was a man of war; therefore, he was given Gilead and Bashan. Now, <laughs> I'm not sure why they say because he was a man of war, he was given Gilead and Bashan, other than that perhaps the um, the geographical location was strategically placed in such a way that. Um, It would be poised for battle, and they would be those who would defend Israel on a certain front. Now, I suppose I could solve the issue by looking at a map. (laughs) Because I'm not looking at a map, I don't really know. So I'm going to challenge you to go look at the map, and I will look at it when I get off here. So you don't have to listen to me thumbing through. But I thought it was interesting, they said, because he was a man of war. Now remember, Joseph had two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. I say Ephraim, which I believe is the most appropriate way, but a lot of people say Ephraim, so I sometimes try to do that too. I don't know. I could be incorrect. But um, Joseph received two portions. So when you look and see, there are 12 portions divided. Remember, the tribe of Levi gets none. There are t- actually 13 portions total um, of the the inheritance, the blessings. If you look at there are 13 tribes. When you look at the fact that Joseph's sons get the double portion. So Joseph gets two portions, thus making 13 tribes talked about. But ultimately, there were 12 sons of Jacob because Joseph was the son, not Ephraim and Manasseh. So when you look at Ephraim and Manasseh listed among the the inheritors, remember that goes all the way back to the chapter in Genesis when Jacob was blessing joseph's sons and said that his name would be upon them and they instead of being as a grandchild they became as a son of jacob you'll remember if you heard the podcast if you didn't hey go back and listen all through genesis okay Verse 2, and there was a lot for the rest of the children of Manasseh, according to their families, for the children of Abiazar, the children of Helek, the children of Asriel, the children of Shechem, the children of Hefer, and the children of Shemedah. These were the male children of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, according to their families. Basil Fahad, the son of Hefer, the son of Gilead, the son of Makir, the son of Manasseh, had no sons, but only daughters. And these are the names of his daughters, Malah, Noah, Hogla, Milka, and Tirzah. And they came near before Eleazar the priest, before Joshua, the son of Nun, and before the rulers, saying, Yahweh commanded Moses to give us an inheritance among our brothers. If you did not listen to that podcast, podcast go back and listen to it. It really shows, again, that... Yahweh doesn't discriminate against women. That is um that was a Judaism tradition. That was a worldly tradition. There is a premise that the man is the head of the home, but that does not mean that Yahweh views women as objects less smart or anything like that. It was there's um there's just some really neat pictures when you see how much Yahweh loves everyone. Okay, let's continue. Therefore, according to the commandment of Yahweh, he gave them an inheritance among their father's brothers. So the women became the owners of these possessions. So they were owners of land and the inheritance was theirs. Verse 5. Ten shares fell to Manasseh besides the land of Gilead and Bashan, which were on the other side of the Jordan, because the daughters of Manasseh received an inheritance among his sons and the rest of Manasseh's sons had the land of Gilead. And the territory of Manasseh was from Asher to um, Mithath that lies east of Shechem. And the border went along south to the inhabitants of Tapua. Manasseh had the land of Tapua, but Tapua on the border of Man- Man- um, Manasseh belonged to the children of Ephraim. And the border descended to the brook Cana, southward to the brook. These cities of Ephraim are among the cities of Manasseh. The border of Manasseh was on the north side of the brook, and it ended at the sea. Southward it was Ephraim's, northward it was Manasseh's, and the sea was its border. Manasseh's territory was adjoining Asher on the north and Issachar on the east. And in Issachar and in Asher, Manasseh had Bethshean and its towns, Ibliam and its towns, and the inhabitants of Dor and its towns, the inhabitants of Endor and its towns, the inhabitants of Ta'anach and its towns, and the inhabitants of Megiddo and its towns, three hilly regions. Yet the children of Manasseh could not drive out the inhabitants of those cities, but the Canaanites were determined to dwell in that land. And it happened when the children of Israel grew strong that they put the Canaanites to forced labor, but did not utterly drive them out. Now I'm going to stop here. We learn other places that that was actually a sin to them. And... In our own lives, remember to evaluate and look at the areas and the strongholds of Satan, our own sin, and people who are bad influences in our lives. I promise you, we can drive out any sin by the power of the Holy Spirit and with the help of our Savior. Therefore, it is only from something within us, of our hearts, of our sin. When Satan has a stronghold we can't overcome because nothing is stronger than our God. So I really believe here it was a symbol to them because we're going to literally be told it was a sin to them. It was a bad thing that they did. Were they lacking faith? Were they lacking commitment? Were they lacking obedience? Perhaps all. But there was something that Yahweh was trying to teach them and show them as a group of people. And so... I pray for us to get all of the strongholds, all of the Canaanites, so to speak, out of our hearts, our minds, everything around us. Let's be fully encompassed and possessed by Yahweh and nothing else. Verse 14. Then the children of Joseph spoke to Joshua, saying, Why have you given us only one lot and one share to inherit, since we are a great people, inasmuch as Yahweh has blessed us until now? So remember, because there's two portions, it seemed like they got only one inheritance so far. They're like, they need more, right? Because they were two. So Joshua answered them, if you are a great people, then go up to the forest country and clear a place for yourself there in the land of the Perizzites and the giants, since the mountains of Ephraim are too confined for you. But the children of Joseph said, the mountain country is not enough for us, and all the Canaanites who dwell in the land of the valley have chariots of iron, but those who are of Bethsheon and his towns and those who are of the valley of Jezreel. It, both, not but. Sorry. So they're like, hey, like, these guys are really strong. We can't get into this hill country, um the mountain country, so to speak. Verse 17. And Joshua spoke to the house of Joseph, to Ephraim and Manasseh, saying, You are a great people and have great power. You shall not have only one lot, but the mountain country shall be yours. Although it is wooded, you shall cut it down, and its farthest extent shall be yours." For you shall drive out the Canaanites, though they have iron chariots and are strong. So Joshua didn't back down. He's like, nope, you can do this. You can have this wooded, hilled country. And so, interesting, um, many of the modern Ephraimites, we don't. I don't feel Yahweh has us there. But uh, many people live in the Ozarks of the children of Ephraim and Manasseh who got scattered to America. It's very hilly, wooded country and they have to clear it out. It is definitely um not an area of the country that my heart has ever been drawn to. Um I've prayed a million times because others were moving there if we were to go there and Yahweh always told me no. In fact, he placed us in the mountains and I have every single time I've asked, I've heard him say Moses went up the mountain to get the commandments. The children of Israel come to the mountain to learn the Torah. And so that's the where he has me. But if you're in the Ozarks, it's interesting. You may very well be descended from Ephraim and Manasseh because you're clearing out forested lands often, especially those in Arkansas, to to, to plant a place or to have a place to grow your own land and to dwell. And, and I was just through that country last week, and... Um, The southern, my family used to live in Branson, Missouri, so I will back up a little bit. My family did live in the Ozarks for a while, they lived in Branson, Missouri, and I still have family in Branson, Missouri. But, um, and that part is beautiful, and I could definitely live there. (laughs) I could live there, I would have a hard time in Arkansas. It's just, I I just, it's just whatever. But Yahweh puts in our hearts, and he, He just has us different for a reason and that's what I love about the body of God like we are all so different let's celebrate our differences and um, I know there are places out there people there are places in the wilderness prepared I know um, we had to get we bought our place in 2008 and there's places all around where there are places in the wilderness um, prepared for what's coming so make sure you connect I don't believe it's only the Ozarks Um, well I know it's not I know many people that 20 years ago whom I was friends with in Florida, were told to get to Montana. And tons of people are in Montana and Wyoming. So just find good connections. um, Be prepared to find those little safe places, those little dwelling places that Daniel and Revelations and stuff talks about. Love you all. Have a super blessed day.